Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. Hope everyone is doing great on this Friday. We are going to have Felicia Fro. She's the MD and is also the owner of Money with Mission, an investment company focused on empowering professional women to build wealth and achieve financial freedom through social impact investing. So I love both of this. I mean, she, Felicia is, of course, empowering women, which is really important. And also she's talking about social impact investing. That is what I prefer to do. I, of course, and all of us as real estate investors, we want to make money. But Mm -hmm. if we can make an impact while making money, that's a win-win for everyone around us. So I I appreciate that, Felicia. And as a real estate syndicator, Felicia has partnered with like-minded investors and raise money for several social impact projects, including a residential assisted living home in Kansas City. And with her partners at the Eco Alliance Group, she has worked to provide healthy food options to food desert areas with indoor vertical farms and grocery stores. This is awesome. Welcome, Felicia. Thank you. Thanks, Alpash. It's good to be here. Absolutely. So we start with this question with everyone. Tell us something interesting or funny about yourself. So I've I've been I listened to your other podcast, so I knew this question was coming. (laughs) And so I was I was trying to decide what story am I going to tell something, you know, interesting in and of itself or something interesting and embarrassing. So I'm going to go for the interesting (laughs) and embarrassing one. I was. I went, I'm going to back a little background. I was born in Alabama, lived in the Midwest, um, and then had kids. And one of my daughters, Reed, my youngest daughter, was into acting. Um, I never, my parents never, we didn't go to aquariums. We didn't do, we, you know, basically I had coloring books, blah, blah, blah. You're going to understand why I'm telling you this in a minute. <laughs> and I took my daughter to an acting competition in San Diego. Okay. And she and I went. I had some time off and we went to the aquarium. Hmm. I'm so embarrassed. And so we're walking around the aquarium and we see the seahorse exhibit. I thought I, okay, this came out of my mouth. Seahorses are real. I'm in my forties. You guys (laughs) Reed Reed looked at me and said, mom. And then I was like, I, I, Okay, truly, I did not know they were real. I knew coloring books. I knew all these things. And for me, it was just after I got over my embarrassment and talked to some other when I, the people that would laugh at me and then get over it. They're like, but it's like a whole new place, a new world opened up for you. Something you didn't know existed now exists. And it just goes into the what you don't know, you don't know right. until you know it. So that's my, my ears are hot now from having told that story. I don't think I've ever said that on anything where a whole bunch of people can laugh at me. Uh, it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's yes. great. So let's talk about investment and side hustles, right? So what was your very first investment and how did it work out for you? Okay. So my first investment was a single family house. 
I started um, real estate investing after I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Little Purple Book. All of us did. All of us started there. <laughs> and as I was a physician, a urologist, I had a patient that would come in all the time. And, you know, this thing is in my mind about real estate investing, but I'm afraid. I'm scared. It's not something I know anything about. And I just happened to ask her what she did. And she said, I'm a real estate investor. We talked about that. She came in several times for several appointments and we talked about it regularly, actually. And my husband and I at the time were looking for properties. We found one. And Jamie, this woman, went with me to look at it. And after we walked around, and she had been buying properties in that neighborhood. She was, <clears throat> they were very, very active. She had been, like I said, buying properties in that neighborhood. She went through the house with me and she looked at me and said, look, if you don't buy this house, I'm going to buy it. If you buy it, I'll let you use our team to renovate it. If you buy it, renovate it, and can't rent it or are losing money on it, I'll buy it from you. Nice. I had, you know, it's like, okay, well, that kind of takes away all the all the fear, risks. <laughs> all the risks. I was still scared, just to tell nice. you, I was still scared, but we did it. We pulled the trigger on that one and it did really well. And we got kind of cocky and bought like 18 houses in the next two years. And we'll tell you about that when you ask that question about all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's coming. But how how was that first investment? How did it work out for you? It did really well. We got, Jamie didn't have to buy it from us. We were really nice. excited. We got it rehabbed. We were making money. Like I said, we were excited, so excited that we're like, we bought like three other houses in that neighborhood. Did, you know, we just really, really ramped up really quickly because that went really well. And it didn't, it was like six months that we bought it, had it rehabbed, had it rented and nice. we were good to go. It was really oh, that, good. That's awesome. So let, let's talk about, because as an MD and, and even as an engineer, when we get started, we have been asked to just, you know, put your head down and just work nine to five job and then make a lot of money and then pay a lot of taxes. And yep. then you hope that you'll have enough to retire. Right. Yep. But but then all of us, you know, at some point, either read Rich Dad Poor Dad or something else and realized that, you know, we got to create some kind of side hustles. Why are side hustles important? So all of us don't get that. And I'm sure, you know, lots of engineers who are still sitting in there doing yes. exactly what you just said. They don't get it. And you and I are both out here yelling as loud as we can. <laughs> Wake <Yes>. up. <laughs> you have to pay attention. And I don't know if you... I guess if you call investing a side hustle, then we call it a side hustle, but you need to have more than one stream of income. That's what yes, my, my yeah. thought process is in your job, the one where you're working and you said nine to five and you know, I know you guys it's work not more nine than to nine to five and, you, and physicians <laughs> don't work nine to five. We're working yeah, oh 12, yeah. 14 hours Definitely a day, not. every day. <laughs> and then you, then you're done. And I'm sure, you know, like I know physicians who are 70, 75 still practicing and yes. not necessarily because they still love it, but they didn't do the things they needed to do. They thought right. retirement, the 401k, they thought that whatever we'll retirement plan they had was going <laughs> to take care of them. And if they retired at a time where the market was down, they, they can't live the life they want to live. So planning for that kind of thing and planning for to me, all the stuff that happens in your life from starting work to retire, retiring, kids come, sicknesses come, lots of different mm -hmm. things come. So you have to think about where's money going to come from if I can't go to this, air quotes, nine to five or seven to seven job. 
Um, and that's why to me, um, the multiple streams of income, money coming from other places. And as a physician, as an engineer, as a lawyer, you don't have time to be spending a lot of time on those other things. So building that passive income streams, those passive income streams from people who do have the time to help you with that is, is what's important to me. So be because you need options, because you need money in your life to retire and for all the other things that happen before you retire, that's why to me, passive income is important. No, this is so true, right? One, we got to start building multiple streams of income, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And if those streams of income, if you can make them passive, if you can make money while you sleep, that's the key, right? That That yeah. is how you can truly build passive income and not have to worry about the job, right? Of course, you a lot of people enjoy working. That's, that's fine. And some that's people... Great don't enjoy, but they have to work because they don't have any choice, right? right. Then yes. at least if you have multiple streams of income, it, it, it would solve a lot of problems and a lot of reduce a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Having more, more streams of income or knowing money's coming from somewhere else gives you options, even in that job you love. Some days you don't love it as much. So you're like, right. you know, I don't think I'm going to go, I'm not going to hit it today. And over time you can say on Thursdays, I know I can't stand treating patients. So don't go to work on Thursdays because right. you don't have to. It just just gives you so many so much more flexibility than having to go because you can't get paid if you don't go do the do the work. Yeah. And, and uh, this is another key point you mentioned, right? Cuz having that financial freedom allows you what? A time, time freedom. freedom. That's so important. I'm not worried about, you know, that I need half a million or a million, but I want to make sure I have enough time to enjoy my yep. life and my time with my family, right? Yes. So th that is the key. So yep. how do you create a side hustle while working full-time? Someone like, as you just mentioned, physicians work 12 to 14 hours. As yep. engineers, we know we work 10 to 12 hours a day. Yep. How do you create a side hustle in that scenario? That's a great question. For... For me, the way I created the real estate investing, and again, for most physicians, I think when they think about real estate investing, they do think about buying a, a single family house and being a landlord. And all that, though that is definitely a side hustle. That's another job. I don't recommend that. That's another semi-active job. <laughs> it, it, it's going to suck you dry. But anyway, yeah. if you want... If you want to do that and you or you want to become a real estate syndicator or full-time real estate investor eventually, you, even when you start out, you don't have the ability to do that. You don't have enough income. So as a side right. thing, to me, I just I expanded my days. My days were really long. Um, I went to a lot of networking things. We did read a lot of books, listen to podcasts, all those kinds of things to get up to speed. And then I had long days, really long days back. There was a period of time where I was getting up at five to do um, work my business, 5 a.m. till seven, seven, got ready to go do my medicines, seven to five or eight or whatever time it was, and then get up the next morning. If I got home early enough, I do a little bit more in the evening. My kids were already grown at that point, though. When my kids were young, right. it, it was a little tougher. It was a little tougher to say and, and and this is so important though you have to see what is important in your life right at every point and you have to prioritize those tasks right if you are working a nine to five nine to six job that is of course a priority for you but can you take out an hour every day 
out of that schedule, right? Maybe yes. if nothing else, read a book. If you are commuting, listen to the podcast and 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 take action. Yes. Right? It is 100% about learning and learn the best way you can. So, you know, all of us, A students, engineers, lawyers, uh, professional, all these professional degree people, all of us are A students and think we should be able to do it all by ourselves. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's one of our biggest flaws. And one thing to learn is that you can't do it all by yourself. When you know you have your full-time job, you're like, there's no way I can do that. And you're right. There is no way you can do it by yourself. So you start meeting people. That's your goal. Meet someone who can help you get where you're trying to go. Yeah. So especially real estate is a team sport, right? That's what we hear. It's all about building those business relationships and yep. partnerships, right? Yep. That is yes. the key. That's how I grew from, you know, same as you, I had bought a lot of single family homes and duplexes. And then I learned about apartment buildings in 2017. Then I attended a lot of conferences, met with like-minded people and then started partnering. And of course, now we invest in mobile home parks to senior housing. That's why I loved when uh, your bio, when it mentioned residential assisted living, because uh -huh. um, we are building brand new one right now in Iowa. And uh, we, of That's course, exciting. invest in retail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's can't exciting. wait to see that it's completed. Actually, it's supposed to finish in spring this year. So we are pretty close. That's really exciting. So how did, you, more. how did you manage your time? Just like I said, it was like early mornings and then, and I can, you know, honestly, when I'm thinking back to when the kids were little, younger, so we started, the kids were, in, were already in elementary school and like one was in fifth grade, one was in third grade. I think when we really started investing, That's I, I really don't remember so much. I really don't. That's, you know, one of those times where you made it through and you have no idea how that's, you did. That, that's good, actually, <laughs> if you don't have to remember, right? But I think it's about the same time. I think my kids were uh, in first grade and third grade, uh, for, I mean, fifth grade, and that's when we started. So, yeah. And so <laughs> when I, the times I remember was the most recent times the kids were grown, they're both in college, and I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning to do work and then just, you know, just... I, I just, we just would, it was just happening. So really it was squeezing in time whenever you could listening to podcasts. My vacations were networking events where I would go and learn more. Yes. So and network <laughs> yeah. event, networking events were educational events. So those yeah. things went together and that's, it, it just, it, for the, that was, that's been the last 10, 15 years of my life has been just like that. No, that's so important. And, and then managing time means, you got to pick up something which you may enjoy or you are enjoying, right? I very much Because that will make it so much beneficial for you, right? Because then yes. you want to do it, right? Yes. When I started investing, I learned about stock market as well, options and all that. And after doing it for a year, I realized that I don't enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's, there is so much emotional drain, right? Uh, so then I, of course, at the same time, I had started investing in startups and real estate. And I thought, oh, real estate is the way to go for me. This is what I enjoy. In the end, I'm doing something which I really want to do, make some kind of impact as well on other people's lives. So, yes, uh, I, it is very <clears throat> important to find something that you, that makes sense to you. Right. So stocks make sense to some people and I'm, yeah. those people need to be in the world and we need them. I need them because it doesn't make sense to me and they can 
explain it to me, which is really key. I don't want to just hand my money off to somebody and they say, I'm going to take care of it, dear. I want them to explain it to me, how they're using my money to do whatever they're doing with it, which is also very important when you're participating in real estate syndications. You don't, you don't just give your money to somebody. You need to know who you're giving it to yes. all the way across the board. So that that's why I really like real estate, Alpesh, is that you know the sponsor, you know who's work, who you're working with, yep. and you have their phone number in your phone, and you can email them, call them when you don't understand something that's going on. That's the best part about real estate for me. And then, like you said, you meet the stock people that do that. You want their phone numbers in your phone, too, so you can call them when things aren't going well. I yeah, to, so I was about to swear, but I don't know if yours is a swearing kind of show. <laughs> no, but this is a this is a good point as well that in the in syndication wall, actually you deal with the real people, right? You are yes. talking to the sponsors and you want to make sure that you know this sponsor really well. You understand their background and their history, etc. In the stock world, if you invest in Apple stock, you can't just call Tim Cook and say, oh, I'm, I want to talk to you because I, I, I'm going to give you some ideas and whatnot, right? <laughs> so, so it's different. You, you think you have control, but you don't. At least yeah. in, in real estate world, you have some kind of control with your investment. Yes, right. 100%. 100%. It, it's like having your doctor. You want to yeah. go into that office and have that person to talk to um, and know them and not just be the person behind the curtain like in Wizard of Oz where you don't even know who they are or what's going on or what the you know why they think the way they think with real estate investors with syndications you know who the sponsor is and why they think the thing they're doing makes sense and you can exp they can explain it to you and if it makes sense for you it makes sense if it doesn't you find another deal and there are always lots of deals right right so let's talk about women, right? And you had mentioned this in your bio. Why is it important for women to have multiple streams of income? It's just what we talked about earlier, just so so that you have options, number one. And can you, everybody here has probably been at a time where they did not have money. They right. didn't have the cash they needed to take care of what they want to take care of. And how much fun is that? Not fun at all. So oh. when you have money coming in, when you don't have money coming in, you have your job, you have to go to work, you have to go to, you know, read another brief. If you're an attorney, you have to go and do what engineers do, because I never quite understand you guys all do different things, <laughs> or you go and you have another day of 10 surgeries to do. It's drudgery when you know that you have to go and do that. When you have you know, money's coming in from somewhere and you go to your, your bank account and you look in there and you're like, I just got a thousand dollars and I didn't even have anything to do with that except I invested right. my money. That's fun. And you can yep. go do what you want with that thousand dollars. You could reinvest it. You can go to dinner. You could take a trip. That's the importance of money is what we talked about earlier, time, freedom, options, and fun. It is yeah. really to have a good time. Bank accounts are great. We need some money in the bank, but just having it sitting there does nothing for you nope. but lose so let it work for you I while agree. you have fun and is it possible to really have a, pos a positive social impact and make money i you know it is we all know it is we know <laughs> yep. it is even so even if you even if you're you're you don't think about doing the two things together i believe most people want to leave something positive in the world they want to yes. leave it better than they than they than it was when they were here. So even if you invest in everything so you can make a bunch of money and leave it to what you want to leave it to or improve it after you make, that's fine. 
or you can choose to invest in assisted living homes where you're going to make the lives of families of elderly plus elderly better. You can choose to invest in grocery stores and food deserts where you're going to improve the health of an entire community or invest in um, um, affordable mobile housing where you get mobile, the home, parks, yeah. mobile home parks for um, <clears throat> lower income. That is really stable. It's just, there's so many different ways with our investing to have a positive social impact that it's, you whatever's your thing, you can find it. It does not have to be strict philanthropic. You're just putting your money out there. And I'm going to just put this one little thing out there. When you donate your money to it, to causes, if you'll think about that as an investment, because you really are investing in something, whether you're going to yes. get a financial return or a social impact return, you are looking for a return. So all of it's investing all of it's putting your money to work for you. Very well said. Now let's talk about your investments again. What are some of the mistakes you have oh made with gosh. your investments? <laughs> okay. So like I said, we started with that one property and we built up to 18 and this was in 2006 to 2007. So the year that came next, so everything was falling apart in 2007. Yes. <laughs> we were not awake enough to realize that in 2008, everything fell apart. We were poorly capitalized. So what we did not have enough money to really keep up with everything. So we were working with borrowed money and that money dried up. So right. we couldn't get all our places rehab. We had several, several houses in different stages of rehab. Ultimately, to get to the end of the story, we lost them all. Uh, took a big old loan out from a bank. A bank gave us a signature loan. $50,000. We thought that would be enough. It wasn't enough. And it was either keep digging this hole, this yeah. debt hole, or call it a day. And I opted to call it a day, which made us lose. It was really, really hard. So many, life was so ugly at that time that, you know, we just had to take that hit so that I could save our family's finances for the future. So the lesson learned was always have enough money to do the things you need to do, whether or have a plan. So if all the things you have plan A, B, C, D, and E so that you can just work down the line if something goes bad and things go bad with almost every deal, something yes. happens with almost every deal that <laughs> throws you off and you just have to be ready for those things. And that was our first foray into investing. And it, we could have gone to real estate investing's not for us. This is this is terrible. It's real estate. It's bad. That's a bad investment. But I took it to like, okay, well, that was dumb, and now I got to pay the price for this. And it was a it was there was a big price to pay, and come back, get back into it, learn more, and do it better. It's like making a mistake or having a bad surgery, a bad complication. You have to get back in there, right? You have yeah. to get back in there. You made something bad happened. What was it? How do I fix it? How do I make that not happen again? And you go forward. I agree. No, this is great. What has been your best investment so far? My education. <laughs> yes. That it, it, it is truly my personal development and my education in real estate and all things money has been the best investment. We have a assisted living home that's doing okay. I've learned some lessons from that, which means there's been a lot of hard times. Yes, I've got the grocery store. I've learned a lot of lessons from that. Working on the indoor control, everything is just a lesson. It's like learning how to walk. You walk, you fall down, you get up, you figure out what happened, go again. So none of them have gone perfectly yet. Right. 
Um, and I don't may I don't know if anybody's ever have. Sometimes there's bigger nope. problems and lesser problems, but I don't know that any of them ever go perfectly. Um, we have gotten investors' money back, so that's always good. You know, yes. when you look at the end of the day, it's like okay, this is this is okay as hard as it's been. This is okay. So yes, um, the biggest investment, the best investment, has been in my own education, uh, by far, by far. Oh, this is so good. Thank you so much. This was so a lot of fun. Are you ready for fire round? I'm ready. Go. <laughs> Would you be changing any business or investment strategy because of inflation or the upcoming recession? No. I think the only thing that'll change is to just have to do harder due diligence and really look at things a lot a lot differently. Social impact is still needed, if not more. If what I am what I am doing and I started doing this before, I've been doing this for the last couple of years learning a lot more about tax credits and how some government things really help you um, do well in real estate investing. It can really help increase the return for investors and it can increase your impact. So that whole opportunity zone thing was just the beginning. And that's only yes. a very small part of social impact investing. So there's, there's so many places that need um, real estate investors to invest or investors to invest in that city, town, people, so it's just a matter of finding the places where you can get both things, big social impact and nice returns for investors. Oh, that's awesome. Favorite real estate, finance, or any other related book? Never split the difference. And I meant oh, to look at what it's called. I love that. Chris, that's Chris right. Chris Voss. Voss. I love that book. book. <laughs> I love that book. And it's not just about negotiating real estate. It's negotiating it's everything. Everywhere. Everything. My friend, one of my friends and clients, <clears throat> OBGYN, and we talk, she's reading the book and we're we talking about doing a book club with other physicians about this is how you negotiate what you want everywhere with your yeah. kids, with your spouse, with, with your patients, boss, with, with your every, you know, hospitals. <laughs> it's perfect. I love that book. No, I agree. Because if you think about it, we are negotiating every day. Every Yep. every day it's yep. somewhere sometime even in our minds i feel like okay do you want to do this or not it's it's like you are trying to figure out <laughs> you're negotiating yourself that's right <laughs> any tool or website you recommend or you cannot live without um google no, <laughs> of course <laughs> hopefully you're not searching google for medicine advice right like like rest of us do <laughs> no no exactly <laughs> um god that i can't do without mm, no i don't think so i'm no I like, I mean, Google really, not Google yeah, search drive, but I use Google drive for everything yes, yeah, on Google newsletters. Is, yes. I love um, Zoom because like how, has, how did life work without Zoom? Um, <laughs> that's about, yeah, those are the, the, no, the things that great. everybody else uses. Yeah. Any advice for beginner investors? Yeah. The, the biggest thing is invest in your education. Um, really really spend a lot of time learning, understanding when you're starting to invest, think about what you really want and, and money is a thing, but what do you want that money to do for you? So that's your why. When people say, no, your why it's yes, it's for money. Of course it's for money, but money by itself is nothing. It's just, okay. Some stuff in your hand. What do you want that to do for you? And then go about 
figuring out how to make that happen. You want to be active in the thing and spend more time with it, get out of medicine, get out of law, legal, whatever you're doing. You don't want to do that anymore and go full-time into real estate. That's a plan. You want to keep doing what you're doing, but have some <clears throat> options. Then you, then that's a whole nother skill set to learn. So it's it really is about investing in yourself and understanding what you want to do and there are so many different ways to figure that out, help understand. Once you know what you want, there are a ton of different ways to get there. Thank you. How do you give back? So I give back <clears throat> with my podcast. So that's one thing with my Money with Mission podcast. We do a lot of conversations with people and, and helping other people, especially professional women, understand real estate investing. I love that. I give back with adopting dogs. I have three of them. Um, do um, the social impact investing. So my my making money is tied to doing well in the community and in the world. So it's it's about making a big difference. How can my listeners reach out to you? You guys find us on, you can go to the website, moneywithmission.com. Check out the podcast, Money With Mission podcast. Um, Felicia at Money With Mission is my email, but it's probably best to come through the website because I pay attention to those. I get so much, like everybody else, so much junk email. You never know what's what. Right. So go through the pod, go through the website and you'll get easy to find us. Thank you so much, Felicia, for your time. Thank you. It's good. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.